Hi, welcome to Pun Packs Live. I'm your host, David, and with me today is Allison. Hello. And RJ. Hello. That's it. <laughs> yes, uh, so we are very much missing Caitlin, who is not with us today for a very good reason. Um, super exciting. She said we could, we could tell you all, we can officially announce Allison, what happened? She had a baby. <laughs> Yay. Yeah, how exciting is that? <laughs> yeah, so we won't be hearing from Caitlin for a while. We're sad about that, but we're super happy. Um, they're both healthy and uh, getting along just <laughs> fine. Well, I don't know how they're getting along, but they're doing well. That's what I meant to say. I don't think they have strife. I don't think they're getting along well. <laughs> they seem to like each other. Yeah, <laughs> they're good. Yeah. Um, and uh, a little fun note: um, Caitlin did not lose her Mad Solitaire <laughs> daily streak. Can you believe that? I was blown away. Yeah, <laughs> she that's managed amazing. to. That yeah, she managed to play every day, <laughs> even the day she gave birth. So, <laughs> that's pretty impressive. It is. Um, but uh, she did say one thing that's super encouraging to me um, that um, playing the daily challenges over breakfast was like a grounding part of her day amongst all the new, I assume, chaos that's yeah. happening right now. <laughs> so that's uh, super fun to hear. Yeah, it makes you feel like what I'm doing is worthwhile. So uh, we'll miss you, Caitlin. And um, uh, excited to have you back whenever you're ready. No rush. <laughs> Special guest, the baby. <laughs> yes, that's right. Get a little baby talk language. We'll have that baby word of the day, maybe. That, oh. that could be fun. Well, baby sounds. Yes. Baby sound of the day. <laughs> yes, it could be awesome. Yeah. Um, and we're also missing Maria, who is on holiday, because that's what apparently they do now in Sweden. Well, after weeks of you saying they don't have their holidays, <laughs> you can't ding her for actually celebrating one. That's true. That's true. I have no idea what holiday it is. Do you know, RJ? It is midsummer. Oh, I just thought it was you were saying like it's midsummer, but that's actually a holiday. That's the holiday. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's the middle of summer. Is that like the well, sol solstice yeah. or something? Yeah, it was actually just the first summer the other day, so I'm a little confused. Hopefully, she'll tell us next week. Maybe that can be her fun fact. But yeah, yeah uh, we, need, we need to. I was a little. More. I was actually just, arguing with Jake about it because he was like, "It's the first day of summer," and I was like, "But it's Maria just told me it's midsummer, so uh, <laughs> what? What does this mean? What is happening?" <laughs> yeah, that is that's bizarre. We just had Manhattan Henge not too long ago. Yeah. So that's the day that the sun aligns with the grid in Manhattan. Nice. Um, you can look straight down the street at the sun. Bad idea. Uh, at its setting. <laughs> but yes. It's not recommended. Yeah. yeah, but it's pretty cool. A lot of people come out to, to watch the show. Um, yeah, so a lot of fun stuff happening. Um, it's also really hot here in New York anyway. But I hear not nearly as hot as... Texas. Yeah, if if today hits 104, which is possible, it would be the hottest day of the year. 
Um, I believe so far June has had seven um, three-digit days, which normally has two or three total. Wow. Also, real quick. Hmm? So, sorry, like, how are you going to make it outside of the zoo all day? I feel like oh, that's yeah. a recipe for <laughs> So we're going in the evening. They have oh, on okay. Saturdays in the summer, they have like they're open late and okay. they have music. They have like cover bands. Uh, oh. So we went to the Beatles one a few weeks ago, which was super fun. And we're going uh, tonight. It's like rock and soul review, uh, something like that. So it's oh, just okay. kind of Random. I think we might go next week with my parents to the Journey cover band. Oh, fun. That should be fun, too. Ooh, I love yeah. Journey. Okay. I feel, I feel good about your, your heat plan now. All right. I was getting yeah. nervous. Okay. Actually, my dad was kind of upset because I sent him a video from the Beatles one, and he's like, I would have gotten to that. Like, <laughs> yeah, that sounds amazing. Really, like, <laughs> white American dad, like, he loves the Beatles. <laughs> he, like, he was kind of mad that we didn't invite him, but... Uh, yeah, that sounds like um, a lot of fun. I was going to mention that I am drawing, but I don't see it on the stream. I only see the. What? Section. Oh, no. All right. Please hold. I will check out our technical. Oh, I didn't transition. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. We would have missed out on your super cute baby face. <laughs> <laughs> like he's um, checking out his curl. <laughs> it is one curl. <laughs> super cute it's i believe the same baby i drew a couple of weeks ago <laughs> with the the crying in french yeah oh yeah <laughs> this baby looks a lot happier yeah. <laughs> um yeah so okay we should now see the the uh the drawing thank you for reminding me and uh yeah at the end of the show we'll give you links if you if you want to check out where you can find the drawings. They're super cute. Yeah. Um, I'm still very behind in posting them, but I will do my best to get caught up today. We got internet yesterday. No worries. So hopefully <laughs> I can get them posted. No worries at all. Everything's uh, archived on YouTube too. So um, but that reminds me, Allison, I've been meaning to ask you. Um, if I make, uh, yeah, I'm thinking I would like to switch to Celsius for a while. What do you think? In our lives? Yeah. Uh, like switch all of our apps to Celsius. And uh, like, I think I can switch that air conditioner unit to Celsius and just try to get used to. Um, can we switch like the kitchen stuff? Have temperatures? The oven? Oh, oh the yes. oven. Yeah, the toaster <laughs> oven. That's <laughs> yeah, right. It does have temperatures. Yeah, we let's do that. <laughs> I said the temperature. <laughs> didn't think about that one. Think about the microwave. It's like I don't think you can set a temperature on the microwave, yeah. but okay. Yeah, what do you think? I'm open to it. Yeah, I just feel like you know now that we have this, um, I get to interact with um, Maria more and and our international a little more exposure to outside the U.S. Like this doesn't make any sense at all, Fahrenheit. So I'm happy to try. Yeah. Okay, we'll give it a shot. I'm nicer than me because I make Maria use Fahrenheit for me. <laughs> yeah. And international friends, we just talk in Fahrenheit. I'm like, I don't, I don't really feel bad about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Yeah. I. I feel like I. Yeah. I feel like it would be a good thing to 
try out for a while. We'll see how it goes. Might not last long at all, but give it a shot. Yeah, sounds good to me. Um, so is that everything out of the way? Oh, I was going to say that today's show is brought to you by Drop Solitaire Arcade, which is my new my newest game. I don't have an official ad for it, but um uh my last my one of my previous games was Solitaire Meets Match Three. Mm-hmm. And this one is Solitaire Meets Tetris. So I seem to have a thing for bashing up Solitaire with other games. Yeah. But um, I think it works really well. Um, so far, feedback's been amazing. Um, I just pitched Apple Arcade, but I haven't heard back. So I have no idea how that's going to go. Super cool. Good to get into Apple Arcade. But um, yeah, again, just about done. It's in beta now. If you want to check it out, it's dropsolitaire.com. Yeah. Cool. Allison plays it. I do. She thinks it's good. I do. Yeah. <laughs> Probably because she I like it me too. I don't, I don't play very much, but I like it <laughs> when I do play. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's hard to take on a new game, I know. Um, I'm actually thinking about dropping one of my other games yeah. to take it on because it's just too much. Yeah. I can only, I can only handle so many dailies that I've, I've got to play to new streets. Yeah, it's a lot. It is. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. All right. Shall we move on to fun facts? Yeah. Allison, do you want to kick it off? Sure. So, well, you know, we talk about Leah the dog a lot, but she yeah. does consume. Our entire lives. Our entire lives. My, my life has not been the same. It's all about <laughs> Leah now. And uh, yeah. Yes. Um, and, and part of that is because David is a big softie uh, um, and caters to her every whim, <laughs> even whims that she doesn't communicate, but David just thinks <laughs> about her. Like um, we went out to breakfast this morning and he was convinced that she wanted to try his breakfast. Meanwhile, she was just sitting calmly under the under the table but David was convinced that she wanted some coconut puree um <laughs> so she got that um it was it was frozen so that was a lot of fun yeah um so they have a cute little relationship where David basically gives her whatever she wants um and she gets fat exactly. and she gets fat uh that's she's a- overweight right now <laughs> uh, well, working on that yeah I say give her less food and so I say give her treats. <laughs> treats and give her the, the food yeah. that's designed for her. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that has established a relationship in which Leah definitely thinks she can boss David around yeah. in, a, in a way that she does not boss me around. Um, it's true. So we just talking about this morning she did when we, we take her out for a morning poo. Yeah. Um, she's very well behaved for Allison and goes in like, convenient locations like little grassy spots or yeah place with wood chips she has like poked right in the middle of broadway with traffic coming along and i like like grabbing the bag of sets and i kind of try to get out there and literally it was too late i had to jump back and a car hit it and it was like a mushy mm-hmm. one it's splattered everywhere so she is like embarrassed me pooping like in front of a crowd getting off of a bus <laughs> Like she's she's pooped in um uh just like in the middle of a big sidewalk with a ton of people standing around. It's like okay, here we go. Yeah. So yeah, she definitely takes advantage. Yeah. A little bit. 
So uh, one of the ways that that manifests is that she um, paws David when she wants to go outside. She hits me with her big old paws. Yeah. Big paws. So I don't know if she just, it's based on her like socialization for when she's little, but unlike other dogs who like growl or, or bare their teeth, even when she interacts with other dogs and she's had enough, she's a slapper. Yeah, so she, she, she takes the front paw and just right across the head, right? <laughs> and I, I honestly, she's the only dog I've ever seen that slaps. But she also does that to David yeah. um, to get his attention. And she does it every day between like 4.55 and 5.10. And she's like, okay, yeah. everybody's supposed to be like wrapping up work. It's time for me to go out. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, and she is pretty much like clockwork within that little window of time, she will get, she will wake up out of a sound sleep. Um, so you're trying to figure out like, how does she know? How does she know what time it is? Cause obviously like the light in the apartment is changing with the change of seasons. Like sometimes I'll still be like in a meeting. And so it's not like us getting moving or getting ready to go out. No. So I want to do a little bit of research about whether or not pets could actually tell time. And this is a fun fact in so much as no one really knows oh. definitively um, whether or not pets can tell time or what sense of time dogs have. But there is kind of more research that um, indicates while they have no concept of like what time it is, like how much time has passed. Like they don't, they wouldn't necessarily know it's been, you know, four hours since the last time they went outside but they can anticipate like they use their like learned experience to anticipate wait times. So if they know mm -hmm. typically it's like this amount of time between when two things happen, they can kind of regulate themselves in anticipating or waiting. Once one thing happens, how long it takes for the next thing that happens in a sequence. Mm -hmm. um, so it doesn't, so the, the study was done by like Northeastern University with mice. What they did is they had them kind of go through a maze and different sections of the maze had different textured flooring. And at one of the like transitions between flooring, there was a door. And when the mice arrived at the door, um, they waited six seconds and then the door opened and they could continue with the maze. And then what the researchers did is they took the door out of the maze and had the mice run it again. And when that texture in the floor changed again, the mice just waited there for six seconds and then proceeded. They just had learned that that's how long you wait there okay. and then proceed. And they did like some neurological, I guess, study of the mice. And apparently diff a different part of their brain was activated when they were waiting versus when they were running that otherwise wasn't active. So they think rather than having like a sense of time, they have a they have a sense of like anticipation and how long things traditionally take. Hmm. So. Interesting. Well, it definitely works. Yeah. <laughs> it's very consistent. Yeah. Um, so I read somewhere that dogs can tell when it's time for you to come back if you've left based on how much of your scent is left in the room. Oh, that's interesting. I read that too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Interesting. She doesn't have to do that very often, though, because we rarely leave. Yeah. Or well, we rarely leave her. <laughs> oh, yes. We rarely leave her. Yeah. Yeah. We do leave the apartment. Yeah. Um, but 
yes, we don't leave her alone very often. She's pretty spoiled that way. Yeah. So. Uh, but I think she's getting better. She's obviously a pandemic dog, so she's more used to me leaving to go to the office now. She doesn't cry the whole time. Yeah. She anymore. Um, but and she and we left her yesterday for a little while, and she did not seem to be. She was right by the door when we got home, but she didn't appear to be crying or which she usually is. Or so howling. Or howling. She helps. Yeah, just getting a little bit more slowly but surely, a little bit more comfortable with being left alone. She's super independent outside, you know, and super independent when we're in here, but yeah. not leaving. So can Leah tell time? Eh, yes. Who knows? Sort of. Sort of. <laughs> and uh, whatever time she thinks it is, she's going to make that known and enforce her will on David. Yeah, that's true. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, that's fun fact about your apparently pets in general, not just dogs. Yeah, they don't. They haven't done any studies on dogs directly in the, in the same condition. So basically, they're extrapolating based on the study of mice. Okay. What might be true for dogs. Okay. Yeah. Actually, this is not my fun fact, but I was recently reading something very similar that uh, actually the context that I was reading it in was how funny it is that sometimes si the lengths scientists will go to prove something, uh, yeah. uh, it's true or not. And uh, the there was a test on whether bees could tell time and oh. they fed them at a certain time. They like let them out to be fed at a certain time uh, every day and then they just let them sort of go in general and try to see if they would go to that specific spot and people were like no it's not time it's just conditioning or they're they're checking the light so they first did it in a closed area where the light didn't change and then uh, there were like three or four steps I can't remember exactly uh, but the the last one to tell that it really was like the hour is that they did this experiment in New York and they were feeding the bees at a certain time. And then they flew them to Paris and the bees got jet lagged. They came out at, you know, say it was 7 p.m. They came out at 7 p.m. New York time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wow. Yeah. Poor little jet lagged bees. Yeah, I've never even been to Paris. Bees are getting to fly around. It. Oh my goodness. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, it is funny. I I'd love to like hear the or see the proposals for grant money for some of these studies. I think they gotta be hilarious. I feel like there should yeah. be like a like a research gone wild uh, Instagram or something. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. It'd, it'd be interesting. And all kinds of crazy studies. Well, uh, RJ has got a fun pack for us today. I what? do, but it's unrelated to animal selling time. Okay. Um, but somewhat related to what we were talking about before, which is that I just moved. And I think two weeks ago-ish, we were talking about the average American household yeah. has yeah. 300,000 items. Yeah, it's insane. And I said, you know, that sounds about right because... Um, Jake and I combined have approximately 2,000 books. So <laughs> with just those and like our clothing and stuff, but we don't have like a ton of other stuff. Yeah. 
So I decided to look that up. And it turns out there's no really definitive source for that number. Oh. The, so the article I found actually uh, referenced the, the myth or the trope that the average American household is 300,000 items and the average European household has 10,000. Oh, like, that's a huge difference. Yeah, that is a huge, a huge difference. difference. Wow. Um, one thing is, you know, sometimes uh, some of the articles reference it like individuals, particularly the 10,000, it'd be each European person versus household. And the American one is generally household. But with the, such a degree of difference, it doesn't even matter if you're talking household versus individual. Because even if you have a you know, household of four, it's 40,000 versus 300,000. That's right. ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I was reading about somebody had tracked down like the initial claim of that mm-hmm. and the sources that reference it, including the LA times quote, Regina Lark, who is a specialist in organizing and productivity. Mm-hmm. And her initial article is, one thing I remember reading impressed the hell out of me. The average household contains about 300,000 things. And there's no other source. She just says, I remember reading it somewhere. And then oh. the LA Times is quoting her. <laughs> so, <laughs> wow. There actually was a study, uh, a UCLA study of 32 households. Uh, and they tried to... St- study or tried to see how many items there are in the home, Uh but they never published a definitive number. They just said, oh, I even misread this the first time. The typical life at home refrigerator front panel holds 52 objects. So you have 52 in your fridge. And then they said it, uh, you were able to extrapolate a little bit. There is a correlation between the number of objects families put on their refrigerators and the rest of the stuff in their home. Uh, but there's no mention of the total. Part of the problem oh. is just the counting. Uh, yeah. For example, if you have a box of 100 paper clips, <laughs> yeah. is that one or is that 100? 101, yeah. I guess, including the box. Q-tips. I was just thinking about that, RJ, because I was looking at our stack of puzzles. And I was like, oh, I can see six puzzles that each have 1,000 pieces. Do I have 6,000 items under there or do I have six you know yeah yeah so one one rule uh you could say if something was priced and bought by the packet then that's one item so you have one box of paper clips that's one yeah but what if you're then you know looking in a drawer and you find one random paper clip did it come from the box we don't know uh, does it count as a separate one? We don't know. They also gave the example of nails. Like you buy a box of nail, of one inch nails, but then you buy individual six inch nails. And then the living room furniture, there are obviously three items, but the suite costs $2,000 as a complete item. They were not available separately. So is that one, even though it's two chairs on a couch? Yeah. So it's basically impossible to... Just arbitrary. Yes. Um, they reference one book. Uh, I think this is the book that was from the study. It's called Life at Home in the 21st Century. 32 families open their doors. And one page mentions 1,448 visible objects in the main room 
is that a single main room or all the rooms and <laughs> 1,448 visible doesn't scale up to 300,000 in the whole house. So right. basically it's impossible to know, but uh, we'll say at least, and actually I said it before we started that I had a, a story from moving that yeah. I wanted to tell on this. Uh, I was talking with the, our movers and <laughs> I made some comment about how we have so many books. I was like, at one point I was like, how many boxes are there? Cause they just kept coming. Yeah. <laughs> and they were kind of like jokey complaining, you know? Um, and they were telling me about one family that they moved that had. So we have, I, I said before, we have about 2000 between us. It's a rough estimate. Uh-huh. This family that they moved had 30,000 books. Oh three yeah. trucks full of just books <laughs> <That's amazing>. <laughs> <laughs> and i was saying to them like i was like you guys that is my dream but i would never move i would never um <laughs> you might have to if you ran out of space <laughs> yeah actually he was <laughs> the one mover i was talking to was kind of like pointing to different areas and he was like um, you know, you can put looks up there and get like a <laughs> I said, my dream is to have the ladder like Beauty and the Beast. Like I would love, love that, but um, so, our, but I no, it's too much. <laughs> our friend uh, Cassie, we 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 met through her and her husband. Um, yeah, she's been on it. She's been on the podcast before. When she started dating her husband, we you know our little girl group of friends would never call a boyfriend by his name until he was like an established boyfriend. So everyone had a nickname and her now husband's nickname was library ladder because oh. his apartment, he had a lofted apartment um, and he had bookshelves with the, with the ladder. So that was his, that was his I love it. he's Justin now, but he was library ladder for almost a year. I think. <laughs> when I first started dating. That's hilarious. I did not yeah. know that. <laughs> Um, yeah there's uh, it's probably possible to have too many books but i i do know um i'm sure you guys would not agree but but um i remember brainstorming about uh game ideas at one point and one of allison's like scenes uh from this from this dream game is a giant room full of books with a ladder yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> that just seems uh, great yeah 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 i would love it Sorry. well okay so we we should probably uh not quote that three hundred thousand number but i think we can safely hopefully well maybe we need to research this quote the fact that um i think it's a fact that american homes have gotten a lot bigger in recent decades and yes. they're probably a lot bigger than the average European home. Why are you giving me that? Oh, look? I was trying to think. You are. I think you didn't mention this on the podcast. You were doing more research about the articles of clothing. How the number of articles of clothing uh, has changed. Yeah. yeah. Um, but but anyway, about the so if you want to compare Americans and Europeans, I think it might be a better measure to one uh, point to the size of the average home and how it's increasing in the U.S and to the um, booming storage industry. Uh, yes, I, I did read that uh, <laughs> there's something like 
seven square feet of storage space for every human on the planet. So theoretically, we could all like stand under the roof of storage units. I may have misread that, but that was, it was like, I, I don't know, it was humans on the planet or humans in America that we could each have our, that space. There's more storage unit places than Starbucks. Wow. Yeah, I, I have, uh, I have the feeling it's probably much worse in the U.S. than in the rest of the world. Like, just insane that like, our houses are getting bigger, we're filling them with more things, and we're buying storage. And, and filling that up as well. Yeah. And so, and up to, uh, to the point where like storage is a, storing stuff for Americans is a huge business. Like they've been a lot of business. But anyway, um, I just read a, I just listened to a podcast recently about a, someone who's starting a new storage type company, the same guy who started pods. I might have mentioned this before. Yeah, starting a new company called Red Rover where you're, um, uh you rent a truck with a pod on the back of it and you can pick it up and bring it back and they they, they load it and offload it for you so all you have to do is load it up anyway store they just uh you know store the whole thing as a pod you just load it up and they they stack it somewhere in storage for you anyway it's crazy it's crazy how much stuff we we hold on to yeah um yeah, that's yeah. the American life. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was doing the same thing. I'm like looking, like I'm trying to roughly count how much crap we have just under the bed because yeah. that's our main storage area. <laughs> uh, not even counting all of Allison's books. She's got a pretty good size <laughs> collection, although she did cut them in half on the way here. So that's yeah. admirable. Um, but yeah, so I think that's our podcast for today, right? Yeah. Okay. We will, uh, oh, wait, RJ, can you <laughs> tell people where they can find out more? Yes. If you like the show, follow us on all the social media. We're at Hot Chai Games on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. If you're not watching live right now, we're also Hot Chai Games on YouTube, where we record this podcast with live art every Saturday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern. If you are watching live right now, oh, we already did the Match Latte Daily Challenge, yeah. but normally you can sit around and watch that afterward because uh, it's very fun. Yeah. <laughs> Either way, like, subscribe, leave a review, and tell your friends. Yeah. And uh, I think we have some guests coming up in some future episodes, so that's always fun. So, uh, yeah, hope to see you here again at the same time, same place next week. Take care, everyone. Bye. 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 Bye.